Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. It's always a challenging thing to read from a novel. Um, what parts do you read? What parts do you leave out? Uh, how do you not give away too much so that people are encouraged to? read the book for themselves hopefully buy the book too uh so here is the background of what has happened so far just to catch you up with that uh that shana a young girl who is from uh the north of india a kashmiri pandit girl uh is in um uh, in uh, has been forced to go to a school a uh, new school she doesn't know anyone there she's very scared she's also suffered a lot of trauma because her father has been killed in the kashmir valley and they have uh, become refugees in their own country they are refugees and that's i think a particular kind of tragedy um pema the other character main character in the book is from a tribe who i have actually made up um taking threads from various different displaced tribes and um they are now in a situation where they are going to uh, the two of them are in uh, on the school bus going to school for the very first time shana is very shy and pema is very outgoing Shana had never thought that she had a perfect life. She was never good at her studies particularly, but she had a few friends and she had music. But that was no longer allowed. From where she stood today, that past sure did seem like a perfect life to her. Instead, she stood today at a bus stop waiting to get into a bus that would take her to her new life what is that new life and she is frightened she'd been so angry with her mother that she had refused she'd been so angry with her mother because her mother is sort of checked out of life so shana refused to go in and say goodbye to her mother when she has to leave she doesn't know i'm here so she won't know that i'm gone is what she thought her grandmother was not happy about this at all in the bus now uh shana finds herself next to this tribal looking girl who she doesn't know but she has introduced herself as pema this pema girl talked a lot considering that she was new too Shana couldn't help admiring her. How could she be so confident? Shana was glad to have someone though. It made her feel less alone. Even though they seemed total opposites, this girl was friendly and chatty and confident. And most of all, she had wanted to come to this school. Um in fact, she had wanted to be a full boarder, uh stay in the boarding school. the whole time the whole term 
Shana, though, had been so reluctant and resentful of her grandparents who made her become a weekly boarder. She tried to catch a bit of the other girl's enthusiasm, ride on its waves. At least the chatter helped dispel some of the gloom that had settled around her shoulders. It was as if her mother had wrapped a shawl of gloom tightly over her shoulders. Pema told her all about her family. Her father, who was understanding of things she got involved in, her mother, who never approved of anything, and her grandmother, who was more a friend. When Pema spoke about her own mother, Shana got confused because, listening to it, she thought that Pema was talking about Shana's mother. It seemed as if they were one and the same person. Shana uh, listened as Pema chattered on. She's stuck in the past. She only wants to eat and sleep and breathe the past, as though the present does not exist. Shana's, how do you know? brought the bubbling brook of Pema's chatter to a grinding halt. Hey, she's my mother. How? Sh- why shouldn't I know? Your mother, shouted, almost shouted Shana. She wasn't a shouter. Oh, it sounded exactly like my mother. So I thought you were talking about my ammi. The two girls burst out laughing. Shana's laughter was a hand over the mouth. Don't show your teeth kind of laughter. But Pema, Pema's laughter was a head thrown back, laugh from the pit of your stomach kind of laughter. Dude, we should get our moms to meet. Shana felt a thrill. She'd heard characters in American TV shows say dude and never thought that she would be sitting here being called dude, dude, by someone who was probably by now, her friend. She giggled and shook her head. No, I don't think we should ever let them meet, ever. True that, said said Pema. They would double each other's gloom. The silky hair moved like a sheet in the rhythm to the big nod, and Shana fingered her mousy brown hair. So, tell me about your dad. There was silence. Shana had never told anyone about her father, about her father's death. And I'm going to skip forward a bit, a little bit. Um, to when they are in school now and they are sharing a room with Hawk and Shireen, two girls, of course, who they don't know. And Pema and uh, Shana are also, each room has four beds. Shireen, though, had taken Pema under her wing and had said that she would introduce her to the kids around. So you don't have to worry about falling into the wrong crowd. She talked about the various dorms and everything. But when they were with the group of friends, Pema realized that no one asked her about her. No one asked, 
how she had this unusual name, this unusual accent, or where she came from. Pema had been prepared to talk all about the mountain she came from, how her people were shepherds and they had these wonderful dogs and they were one with their livestock and they didn't own land, but the land was theirs and they belonged to the world and how they had been driven out. But no one asked Pema. except one of them who touched her silky hair and asked her what conditioner she used. But when Pema started to tell her about the ancient oils and barks that were made into a mask for the hair, the other girl had turned away. So Pema slunk off in search of Shana and no one realized she had gone. Back home now. Again, I'm skipping and skipping because, as I said, a novel, you can't read the whole thing. So this is back home, Pema, who sleeps in the room with her grandma. Late one night, Pema sat up, rubbing her grandma's chest with balm, inhaling the medicated steam that was now a permanent fixture in their room. She saw her struggling to say something. Grandma hugged her favorite child and whispered hoarsely, I'm standing at the gate, but who will help me cross? Pema panicked. She thought that her grandma, her frail old grandma, was losing her mind. You're not at standing anywhere, silly. There's no gate. You're here in your room, in your home. Grandma looked around. Ah, this will never be really home for me. Child, my time has come. I'm standing at the gate. You've brought me all the way on the joyous laughter but I need help to cross. Pema tried to distract her grandma. She didn't want to hear this. Pema, grandma said, Mola said, pinning her with steel in her eye and grip. Pema, now listen very, very carefully. My time is very near, but our people, we have our ways. When we are born, we are born with a certain number of breaths and we must breathe our quota until we have one left, just one. And then the spirits come to take us. Pema, in our old ways, we have the custom of breathtakers. The word breathtakers sent a shudder down Pema's spine. She looked down, but her grandma shook her again. Pema, Pema, listen to me. Please, I need your help. Pema remembered the promise that she had made to her grandma. If she ever needed help, she would be there. 
Pema didn't want to know more about these breathtakers. She knew that the Khushavans were people who kept their word, and she knew she would have to keep hers. And again, jumping ahead to Pema's promise. The wheezing subsided. Pema was thankful that the inhaler had done his job for now. Sleep, Mola. We'll talk in the morning. No, no. I need to talk now. Your parents, your parents don't need to hear of this. They're against it. A secret. Wow, Mola, you're so cool. Not cool, my little one. I'm too cold. They laughed, though quietly. Pema's grandma well knew that these young ones used the word cool as a compliment. But her face settled back into worry lines immediately. My darling Pema child, I'm too old now. The cold has seeped into my bones so that nothing and no one can warm me up again. Immediately, Pema started rearranging the blankets, but Mola shook her by her shoulders. Stop! Just stop, child! I need you to listen, and listen carefully. And Pema knew, heart of hearts, what her Mola was going to say. I stand here at this threshold. I've been waiting out my breaths, but the last one is still too far, too far. This old body can bear it no longer. Pema shivered, and not just from the cold hand that stroked her face. Pema, in our Khushavan way, it is breathtakers who come and wrap up your last breaths. They are gentle and kind and will only help you when they know your time has come. So what? They just go ahead and kill the person? Pema's voice was angry and trembling with tears. Oh, child, of course not. I would not put you through that. The breathtakers, they have special prayers. They have a beautiful yak tail whisk which they tap at your heart and then wind it. Tap, wind, tap, wind. Until your breaths are delicately wrapped into a soft ball. It is a kind and gentle way. But, but Mola, if you have breaths left, why wouldn't you want to live them out, Mola? You call this living? You call this living? Mola pointed at her legs that wouldn't walk, at her hands that could no longer do anything useful, at her mouth which would no longer eat anything that she was fond of. Pema couldn't bear to see tears in those roomy eyes. What do you need me to do? Pema's voice was a whisper. Old Debek Dan, the only one who is almost as old as me. He knows about the breathtakers. 
he can tell you where to find one. Bring me a breathtaker. Release me from this life. Bola, Bola, that's suicide. It's not suicide, child. It's our way. They don't even touch your body. They simply wrap your breaths. Will you do this for me, my darling Pema? Pema promised she would think about it. She nodded and said she would think. And Mola made her promise to think with an open heart and an open mind. Her grandma started singing a soft song on letting go, on release, on surrender. Pema no longer knew the language well, but she understood the mood of the song of her long-ago life of a people. It lulled her to sleep, though she dreamt about the high plateau and giant dogs, and from out of the mist came a man carrying a yak-tail whisk. She awoke shivering, as though she had actually been up on the mountains, high up on the mountains. And then it, the story, of course, unfolds and Pema goes to Debekdan. She bowed low and folded her hands, seeking his blessings. He raised his hands and wheezed out, the traditional blessing from an elder to a child. It simply meant, may your path be blessed with laughter. Pema loved this blessing. She loved that the Kushaha, her people, for them, happiness and laughter were the main event. Life was lived to laugh. Zio Khoela Debekdan, Pema replied, with your blessings. Luckily, Pema knew enough of her dying language to manage. Debekdan, I come to you with a request from my Mola. She sends her best regards. Breathtakers, he said, without Pema even needing to ask. Yes, how did you know? Ah, I too am in search of them. If I knew where they were hiding, do you think I would be alive and talking to you today? Even these few words were too much for Debekdan. Debekdan's daughter, Doyang, came in almost angry, treating her like an intruder. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry said Pema, scrambling to her feet. Her daughter looked angry. Go, go, you must go. He cannot be disturbed like this. Debek Dan tried to reason, but a sharp no from Doyan shut down any possibility of conversation. Pema crept out, her heart sinking. She would have to leave empty-handed. She looked at her watch. If she didn't leave right now, she would miss her school bus. 
she felt torn. But Debek Dan had used a word. Where are the breathtakers hiding? Hiding? Why were they hiding? She needed to know. She needed to help free her grandma from this pain. Should she leave and go back to school and be a child? Or should she be a true Kushavan? More soon, um, I will read to you again another portion. I hope you enjoyed it. The book Nomad's Land, published by Speaking Tiger, is available on Amazon. I do hope that you would love to buy it and read it and share it with others. Thank you for listening. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट